0: Hey, what's up, everyone out there? Thank you so much for tuning in to another Addicted Fishing Podcast. It's been a few weeks since we've been in here because we've been doing some live fishing lately. It's been pretty fun out there. We did some... Uh, sun. Sun, yeah. Sun. Finally, sun the in the sun. Pacific Northwest.
1: Yes. Yes. Finally, like summer time.
0: It's funny too. It like stopped raining and then became like 108 degrees. Like the next day,
1: and everyone was crying on Facebook right away. Wasn't it great? Oh, it's too hot. It's like shut up. Go back inside,
2: (laughs) you pale skins. Yeah,
1: Yeah, you got AC. Your house is. I told myself, I'm
0: like, once it gets sunny, I'm not complaining one bit about the heat.
2: I've been loving it. Yeah. Honestly, even if like just that tacky, sweaty feeling the last couple days, for some reason, just enjoyed the hell out of it. You
0: would like being
2: freaking sweaty, (sighs) a sweaty hippie wow <laughs> today was the perfect temperature though what did you On, today, do today i went up to bonneville and i went and gawked at the fish viewing window which is one of my favorite things to do is just go in there and hang out with the fish um and watch them all swim by and there was i bet i mean I like i said to you guys i bet i saw 100 150 sockeye in 10 minutes go by A bazillion shad every single chinook that swam by was hatchery Yeah, it's just like, oh, let's go fishing. Let's go. But the fish ladder, it it looked like it was pretty phenomenal. It looked like the pens of the hatchery. I mean, it was just, it was boiling with fish. It was pretty cool. Just all
0: sorts of different species. All
2: sorts of species, everything coming through, you know. Saw a couple steelhead. I actually even saw some trout. There was some legitimate rainbow trout swimming through there.
0: Yeah, if you notice, the steelhead numbers are pretty impressive going over the dam. It's kind of cool.
2: Yeah, it's nice to see. Yeah. But that's what I did today. I went to Bonneville. Actually, I actually had a really hard time catching shad, which is embarrassing after sitting there looking at the at the viewing window. <laughs> There's
1: only like 200,000 going <laughs> yeah. by a day right now. <laughs> and, the,
2: and the old lady down below me with her husband actually absolutely smoked me. She was just having a great old time just catching fish and there I was cussing. Did you <laughs> catch any? Yeah, I, I mean, I kept losing them was the thing. I kept getting them right to the bank and then losing them, but I ended up, we were, we were doing a catch and cook for these, so you be on the lookout on the Addictive channel. Uh, we're doing a shad catch and cook. I have a recipe that um, this little Asian guy. Told me about when I was down there, and she said it's delicious and amazing, and it sounds good to me. So, tune in. but That's actually what we went down there today to do not just catch and release these things. We actually, I kept two to eat, it was enough for the crock pot. It's going to be a crock pot recipe. So, I did catch a couple. I'm going to
1: be anxiously.
2: Awaiting your opinion on that. Uh, You know, like I always say, I'll try anything twice. Um, And this. (laughs) (laughs) And everyone's mind just went everywhere else. There's only one thing, and I'm not going to say this because this is a family (laughs) podcast. (laughs) I won't try twice, only once. (laughs) <laughs> and, but the recipe sounds good. I'm gonna do like a tomato, basil, um, and veggie deal. In the well, most of the,
1: most of the stuff they do like with the shad, it's always like either pressure or canned or something like that too. And the way
2: it sounds is like what she explained it. You just put it over white rice, you make this whole dish, and it kind of makes like a stew in a way, and, and like a like a fish I don't know jambalaya in a way and then you just put it on some rice and I mean it's going to be good because you can basically use any kind of protein in a recipe like that and I'm sure the the tomato sauce is going to cover up a lot of the flavor but it's I've had it canned and it just tastes like tuna fish. I don't love like that, but well, there's nothing gross about a shad? That's like we all say, "Ooh, gross," but there's a lot of like eating walleye out of the Umatilla pool is g- more gross than eating a shad below Bonneville theoretically and you know, you know, statistics Some fish though just have like a very fishy. And taste,
1: some people right? love that. I mean, like at the end I of the day like, like at the end of the day like some of these people like they <laughs> like that they like that intense fishy flavor. So it's mm.
2: More than twice, yes. and I'm not one of them.
1: <laughs> like I'm sure the person that told you that recipe is
0: all about just raw fish, fishy flavors. Oh I
2: sure as heck ain't eating them raw. Why not? But yeah, shad sushi, shad sushi, shad sashimi, shad. You guys should
0: make. Uh, <laughs> what's that stuff where you like cook it in just like lemon water or freaking ceviche? Yeah, some
2: shad ceviche, Hmm. But you guys, I'm not going to spoil this to you, but you're going to have to see how I scale these things, because it's something I saw online a long time ago, and I'm excited to try it, but I'm not going to tell you what it is. You're gonna it's have like to watch pressure washer or drill brush. No, no don't no, tell even me. better than that. <laughs> even better than that. So, that's what I did today. Nice. You got to go steelhead fishing, right? Yeah. We went out and
0: ran some lines, pumpkin, and it was really successful. There is a lot of fish in the river.
2: Sockeye, steelhead, chinook, lamprey. Oh. prey. Tons of lamprey. Yeah, it's pretty phenomenal how many uh, lamprey are going up the river. I saw a buddy that posted up. We're gonna use a river name, but posted a a video from the Deschutes River, uh, from Shears Falls, a couple of days ago, and there was hundreds of them hanging from the rocks. Just just, just, real fast. You go like, I'm not going to say a river the name. You're gonna from- say said. Oh, gonna you're good. Gonna- gonna- yeah. I thought you said you're not. <laughs> I was like, wait a no. second. What? But yeah, there was probably a- <laughs> 50, like, it was probably 500 of them hanging from the wall, climbing the falls, oh. so- which is cool. I mean, it's not often you see that. Because that's like up on the Oahe River back in the day, before a lot of the dams were in, you'd see that. Some of the bigger waterfalls, there'd be thousands of them climbing up the walls of the waterfall. I'm sure Willamette Falls has got to be just infested with them right now. Um, which is a great sign of a, a healthy, yeah, healthy ocean. Yep. You know, those lamprey are one of the base models of like healthy water conditions. And they say like the lamprey,
1: like sometimes like is kind of like the canary in the coal mine because that's like the first thing that freaking kind of like not show up when the ocean kind of gets mm-hmm. kind of gets wonky. Because yeah. the, and then the
2: salmon are right behind it. And I actually had some a, a native friend of mine had some that was canned um, the other day, and it was it was really good. I, it was actually delicious mm-hmm. canned unagi. It's, yeah.
1: Or guess that's salt. What would be a fresh? I guess freshwater eels like unagi. I guess I don't know some it,
2: kind of. They'd call it that. But yeah. I I sure enjoy it. So I'd love to try to get my hands on some more of that. Stuff. No thanks. Nothing but pro, there are nothing but meat eel sauce like meaty things. eel <laughs> no sauce. No way it tastes good. It's
0: Very greasy. No, but yeah, there's a lot of fish around. You know the other thing, Cam, that's interesting is it seems like there's more than. I've seen in previous years
1: a lot of jacks.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Oh yeah, so yeah, so let's just let's get on the topic of jacks because this is going to tie into like some of the sockeye stuff. So last year, yeah, jacks are a good indication, obviously, of what's going to come the next year. Um, And last year, you know, with the sockeye run that we're seeing right now, that's just been upgraded and upgraded and upgraded. We we started at one hundred ninety eight thousand above Bonneville. We're already over. 450 predicted we were at like the 50 percent date like it's and we just shattered the record with fifty two thousand 000 sockeye over the dam with, a huge with with, with, with tomorrow, a huge with with a huge shot count still, and what's funny what's important. what's funny and kind of weird and nobody really knows why but they they missed yesterday or the day before's count so like are they still counting it <laughs> like what what happened there like that usually doesn't happen I don't know if they combined the two counts for today, but I don't think they did because everyone, everything was posting like a record. Those people in there had three
2: hands. Um, like I if said, they I was don't, there they don't, so, so for the record, they don't count every
1: fish. They count two windows, they count one on the Washington side, one on the Oregon side, and they kind of extrapolate like for the other two ladders. I think there's a total of four ladders, and then they only count like certain hours and then like. 'Cause I mean, they don't count the two hundred thousand individual shad that are going over every day right, right now. Up right. to I think I think the record one time was like six hundred thousand. So like a day. A mm-hmm. day. So like they don't count everyone, but they do count a lot. Of well, them.
2: then they can't account for what goes up the locks as well every time the bar Yeah, is but they too.
1: have they have numbers and they kind of like, you know, like I said, it's just representative samples. It's yeah. no different than what they do with like a sport creel and no different what they do with a stream survey. They sample and then extrapolate and so like, but the bottom line is jacks. You're right. Jacks, jacks, jacks everywhere. Well, last year there was a bunch of jacks and everyone was calling like, how in the hell are you guys predicting 198,000 fish for sockeye when You're having record number of jack counts. The Bering Sea is projecting 75 million sockeye, which is a record number of sockeye. And that was on the cusp of last year's 52 million. And then sockeye in the north part of Washington's just was forecasted to be huge. Like everywhere across the board was forecasted to be just monstrous sockeye except the Columbia River this year. So the question is, so the, so so so, <laughs> so right, wrong. So but there's there's two theories floating around out there that I'm seeing in some of the circles, and one is being that they knew that one component of that sockeye run was probably forecasted not to be that strong, so they purposely downgraded the run under what they could have a sport handle on below Bonneville just to make sure they get escapement, or, so it's either that, or they're just that terrible at predicting sockeye. Mm. So it's one of the two. This
0: has happened in years past though, too. I remember specifically mm -hmm. one time when they like, they have a a hard,
1: hard, and I don't want to necessarily believe the first because we have to manage our runs based on like those forecasted numbers. They're kind of the Holy grail until the fish show up. But now we're in a situation right now where I think a second grader could have realized a week ago that we were onto something special again and yet, our states didn't react; have not reacted to it. In fact, there were there was some calls for meetings last week. There was calls for a meeting earlier this week, but there was already a pre-planned compact for well tomorrow. We're actually on, we're, we're recording this on the Wednesday before, and like I, if we open tomorrow, then why couldn't we have opened like ten days ago? Now most of these fish are by. I mean, you're talking an absolute miss of like thousands of angler days that. With a run this big and this size is not going to affect a damn thing to the upriver catch, to the lower, like we're not going to be able to catch enough. The same exact thing happened in the spring Chinook run. This spring Chinook run, after it was all said and done, we only caught about 65% of what we should have been allowed to catch, which is why, like, the season opened up late and we had five weeks of great springer fishing, no complaints. And then it even went to two fish limit. Yeah. Then they even opened above Beacon Rock to Bonneville for boats. They were giving us, they were affording us every opportunity to catch fish, but it was late. Mm -hmm. It was late. I mean, these, these state managers, like at the drop of a hat will push the switch and close a fishery overnight within less than 24 hours of notice. It's been done. They did it. uh, When did they do that one? It was like immediate closure when was that dude i don't know when they do hold on let me think here. about this no the last two years no no they had one that was like surprising as heck and it was like overnight they had a meeting and then and it was a jo- it wasn't even a meeting they didn't even have it they didn't have a meeting a joint state action they just closed it but now to open it it's all it's like to me it's like it's like gas prices like you know what i mean like they'll they'll shoot up for any reason whatsoever but then it just takes forever to come back down it's just like fish they'll close it for any reason but for takes you know mm-hmm. it takes forever to open it and it's like what is the disconnect mm-hmm. um, so it's, so I've got some ideas I'm going to kind of like well, throw well the one out. thing
0: too was right there's some run that's like not going to have like any going back to it and that's one of the reasons they're keeping it closed and they've kept it closed
1: yes so that was the reason why so if, if so and here's how they project that run they only project that run off a of basis of what is projected to come back above Bonneville we cannot go fishing below Bonneville if the run is projected to be over two hundred thousand fish. You know what the forecast was this year? One ninety-eight. One ninety-eight. Hmm. You know what we have over Bonneville Dam right now at this date, right now? I think it's like three hundred fifty, and they're still coming. So tell me, like, what's going on there? Like, are we just that bad at predicting the sockeye run? Because if we would have got an extra 2,000 in forecast, we could have gone fishing for a 1%, which we would have been allowed 2,000 fish down in the lower Bonneville area, which then would have turned, obviously, into an absolute wrecking ball bloodbath. I, but now at this point, pff, even even if we would have gone in 10 days ago, two weeks ago, I think it's going to be like we could have fished our brains off, caught as many, hell, make it a four-fish limit. It ain't going to matter. We ain't going to catch them all now. Mm-hmm. And not that we need to catch every one, but when we're only allowed a 1% rate on sockeye, And, like, we're not even going to get that? Like, give me a break. Yeah. Bad miss, botched run, terrible forecast, slow to react, right, not right, good. Two hundred ninety-four thousand. Two hundred ninety-four thousand with a day that's nice. missing so in that count. Let's go ahead and say
2: three hundred ten. Right, and the
1: day that's missing, least. the day that's missing had what forty-two on one side, or forty yeah. on one side and fifty-two on the other. So let's just take the average and say another forty-five. So you're already staring at three hundred fifty thousand fish over the dam, and it's not even July one when, yet. Yeah.
0: When's the peak normally?
1: Uh, I think the fifty percent date is July one. Holy crap! <laughs> that was a miss. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So like I said, so, so six hundred, seven hundred thousand, easily, over, yeah. easily. I think TAC already updated, so like TAC will readjust as the runs coming in, and they already adjusted it to four hundred and fifty, and it's like whoa. Now this and they adjusted the Chinook too, right? Yep, they adjusted summer Chinook. They adjusted it to 60. I'm hearing already things like they're going to bump it to 80 because we just had 5,200 summer Chinook go over in one day. Yeah.
0: And that's what I was talking about with the jacks. Like, I have never seen this many summer
1: jacks. And what's scary, it's crazy. Just one more point to your jacks as you're out there fishing them right now, guys are still wrecking them in the lower Columbia trying to fish steelhead. Like, this thing ain't over.
0: No, not even close.
1: So it's pretty like it's pretty eye opening. It's kind of like oh my gosh, like, and, and I'm, I'm just gonna bring it up because like I said, you because you got me on the topic now. Damn it, I just went bass fishing today, man. So, you know <laughs> that's all I wanted to do. But here's another thing that here's a real this is another big eyeball to start looking at right now, and I need people to start kind of paying attention to this because right now the Lower Columbia between Bonneville and and uh, the top end of Puget Islands closing for Chinook on September 7th, and then Warrior Rock tomorrow September 13th. They've already botched every single run this year as far as the forecast goes. How fast are our managers at what trigger point are we going to be able to look at that fall date and to continue to let us fish in the lower river because most of the toolies are gone usually by about the second and third week of September so we're probably not going to have toolie impacts and even if we are they're probably going to be more toolies than they predicted so guess what
2: we're going to catch more so well, get ready for that of, debacle uh, of, of, river fish that I, are going to be coming with that right. but there'll be much less impact on toolies well but it, it's, it's yeah not like the true, bite but easier but, than any other fish and if there's well that many no they p-
1: do in the concentrated areas okay, like yeah, the mouth okay, of the, the cowlitz yeah, which has yeah, the big tag recoveries in the whole freaking below monoville so like which is why they actually kind of proposed to fix that but that kind of got pushed back regardless so if there's but if there's more of those tag recoveries because that Tooley component is bigger than what they forecasted where have we seen this oh that's right every run this year and also these tag recoveries start showing up and they don't readjust we're going to get closed down for upriver prides and for everything else going upriver. So there has to be some, like, okay, guys, we're really kind of sucking this year. We have to fix that. Or
2: make there's there, going to make the right call in on one season. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Still waiting for it. I mean, let's be honest, they botched Winter Steelhead and it started from there. Winter Steelheading was the best Winter Steelhead I've seen in 10 years.
2: One even showed in the areas this is the biggest worry the the North Coast. Right. They had a lot of well, the factories right. in particular had record
1: runs. Right, and those guys and those guys didn't fish. And what was even more hilarious is the guys that were like still like touring the rivers afterward were saying they would never seen as many reds. But I'm yeah. wondering if that's going to reflect in some of the surveys. Got it. Yeah, another conspiracy theory, and another for another podcast. Hate science. Mm, we can't show that all these fish are here. There's no money in grants for that, says the Wild Fish Conservancy and Trout Unlimited. Yeah, what a joke. So pretty, pretty. I mean, good time. I mean, I guess it's a good problem to have. We got a lot of fish.
2: Mm. I mean, a lot of ja- and the, and they're like going back to Warren's point, the jacks. Who'd have thought we'd be at this point right now? After what we've seen the last couple of years of fighting to actually fish for fish right. that are there. Well, and, first and, we got to fish for and, fish, and I'll leave you there and, 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 and kick the dog. I'll, I, but now, it's, right. now we're fighting to just fish for them, and it's the best one we've ever seen. Right,
1: and I'll leave I'll leave this for you. Like I said, in the spring chinook run, we only caught sixty five percent of what we could have caught last year. In the fall run, we could have caught thirty thousand more fall chinook, and we didn't. And unfortunately. And everyone's thinking, well, you guys don't have to be greedy bastards and try to kill every last one. But unfortunately, what we do understand is from 2014 and 15, when we had 1.6 million Chinook enter the Columbia River mouth, what happened in 18, 19, and 20? It fell. And the reason why is because you have ocean conditions. So just getting more fish back to the spawning gravel, you need to meet those maintaining, leveled out, like, you know, basically like your escapement levels, like, you know. But your, your spawning capacity levels and your hatchery capacity levels, you need to hit that. But after that, guess what? Those fish are all sturgeon food, which I guess isn't a bad thing. But yeah. So it's not like we're just being greedy sportsmen and asking to kill every last one. But when you look at angler's days, the amount yeah, of money the economy, that online, like, the well, thousands. Just, you just
0: let them go by. It's fine.
1: My favorite comment. Why don't we just close fishing for five years and that'll fix everything? Well, Well, well Timmy, because it won't. <laughs> it yeah. doesn't work that way. Well, it
0: would, it would Seems be like a, Alaska does that a lot. What? They will just close rivers for like three, four years, five years sometimes.
1: Yep. Yep. And then, and meanwhile they'll set net and they'll gill net mm-hmm. and they'll tribal net everything out in front of it. And then guess who takes the, con- guess who has to ma- meet the conservation goals, yeah. the sportsmen. They do and, it. A and lot, real, like, right. And, and how, and how's that worked from over the last 20 years? Right. And it hasn't really worked yeah. at, all. at all. There's still a lot of take there. What does that vaguely sound like to you? Maybe North Coast Steelhead, maybe because mm-hmm. a few a big percentage of them kind of disappear every year just to some tribal net stuff. Which I'm not necessarily saying is good and bad, but if you don't manage for it properly, well, there you go. Yeah, yeah, always bites you in the ass. Bites you in the ass. Yeah, but. This fall is going to be wicked.
2: <laughs> it's going to be wicked. I know. I mean, everyone's holy ears crap. Are turning. I would be
1: pretty – Everyone's shell- preparing
2: their wives. Oh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Honey, I'll see you in about
1: mid-November. Well, oh, no, wait. That b run's is going to be good. I'll see you about mid-December. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's going to be a good one, though. Good for Christmas. Definitely stuff to be positive about. I picked a bad year to go hunting all over the place.
2: <laughs> I'm
1: That's sure funny. you'll be able to catch just as many when you're home. Yeah, I will. <laughs>
0: But that's definitely going to fill up my fall big time. Yeah, will be out a lot. But
1: well, that's that's the, that's the goings on. And keep in mind, guys, this all might change tomorrow after that meeting. So by the time you're hearing this, hopefully you're hearing this. Hopefully Clint gets this one out nice and fast. Hopefully <laughs> we're too sitting old on, on the
0: riverbank catching some salkai. Yeah,
1: yeah, we'll be live. And we'll not, be live fishing. You any
0: more podcasts? We'll be live <laughs> fishing. <laughs> you next. We'll be live
1: fishing next week uh, if that's the case. Right. That's a fact. Well, this is a good time to
0: switch to another subject, guys, because I have to give you guys a sneak peek and let you know that July. 10th is our summer merch drop this is going to be officially the biggest drop that we've ever done there's more apparel more lures more things in this drop than we've ever ever done in a drop we put tons of effort into it so mark your calendars july 10th everyone's been asking do you have plugs we do have killer fish kf 14 15 and 16s in this drop we have super baits we have custom worms with a new company called dylan rush outfitters that has made these worms that are so incredible. They're basically called core shot worms, and it allows you to basically inject a center color of the worm and then inject another color around the center color of the worm. So it creates just a really, really unique cool color of worm and they work really really well so we did a collaboration with him this year on his worms and his beads
1: i love how so. he puts a lot of that kind of like that blue shimmer in yep. up there i mean i see that across a lot of his stuff and oh, yeah. oh boy yeah. they look good they look really
0: really good guys we did kind of some summer steelhead themed worms they are limited again like everything is limited guys The plugs are most likely going to sell out in minutes because that is what has happened in years past. So make sure you get on there. Mark your calendars July 10th. It will be 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. And as always, Addicts, we appreciate the support so much. So, so much. Wouldn't be able to do it without all you guys that watch us and listen to our content. And, yeah, we're still chasing our dreams. We'll get there someday. Jordan's already there, but the rest of us are still working. (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs> okay Oh, out of the bag. <laughs> uh,
0: anyway guys anything else you want to talk about cam anything any updates any nope that any- was it exciting times exciting, exciting times, times we got to go get to a live feed,
2: guys, so unless Jordan has any last-minute... No, nope, check out the the YouTube channel, guys. We've been kicking butt on some videos, so if uh, if all you do is listen to this podcast, if you get a free minute on a, on a nice evening, go check out some of the YouTube videos coming out because yep. they're, they're all bangers. So it's been yeah, awesome we just put out about. a
0: peacock, oh, peacock episode that you guys definitely need to go check out. We put a ton of effort into it, and then also don't forget, if you have not yet, head over, if you like to watch Jordan's content on our Addicted channel... He has his own channel now, Stay Fishy Adventures. Head over there on YouTube, check it out. He's got a really lot of cool content on there. Actually, the video that launched today is absolutely hilarious. I'm not even going to tell you what it is. Just know that it's really, really funny, and you need to go check it out. So thanks so much for <laughs> listening, everyone. We appreciate you so much. We'll see you on the river.
2: Yeah,